All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP winged ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Thank you for tuning in to Oilers Nation After Dark. Connor Halley here with you, Oilers Nation After Dark, as always, presented by Boston Pizza and the new playoff menu powered by Fanalytics. Make sure you check out any Boston Pizza location near you. Grab a nice pizza flight. Enjoy it. And uh, maybe drown your sorrows with a pint or two. Boston Pizza, big sponsor of the show. And, of course, Oilers Nation uh, if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, uh, don't be afraid to share your thoughts with us tonight. Vent if you need to. I see it coming in here already. We've got uh, a lot of questions. And Nathan, Grant, Mitchell, Jocelyn, Melissa, Odin, Braden, Travis. We'll get to all you guys on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, a lot of you in here already. Frustration. Uh, I think that's a good way to look at it. A lot of frustration here uh, with the way the Oilers played, uh, the way some of the calls went. A lot of things for the Edmonton Oilers uh, 
certainly not going their way. And it's been an up and down series in this one. Uh, the Oilers now turn their attention into Sunday. We don't know exactly when the puck drop will be right now. Not that I've seen at least, but uh, with the Maple Leafs eliminated, I would think it would come earlier on in the day. Uh, make sure you hit that like button on Facebook and YouTube as well. If you're watching uh, today on the show, Got someone making their Oilers Nation After Dark debut. Nation Dan will join us tonight. He'll be our guest. We've got Gavin, the producer, alongside with us as well, keeping us on track. We'll bring him on later in the program as well. Uh, but we'll get right into it right now. We'll start it off with the good, the bad, the oily, brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance Brokers. Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage with over 90 years of success and still growing. Visit cornerstoneins.ca slash nation to get an online tenant or condo insurance quote in just a few minutes and use the discount code nation for an exclusive rate. Find out why Cornerstone Insurance Brokers are ranked amongst the best in Alberta. As I mentioned, we've got Nation Dan joining us tonight here on Oilers Nation After Dark. Dan, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm I'm as good as I can be uh, making my debut 93 games into the season. And it's a loss, but uh, I'm happy to be here with you, Connor. Yeah, well, happy to have you on tonight. And, uh, you know, we've done this a few times in the playoffs, hopping on after the loss. And, uh, you know, the mood's never great because why would it be? Ideally, you know, the Oilers go 16-0 and in the playoffs and there's no stress. But that's not how it goes. It didn't go that way last year against the LA Kings where Evander Kane famously threw up the we're going to game seven. So uh, the Oilers going to need a big win on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Uh, the way this series has gone, you'd think they get the win because it's just win-loss, win-loss, back and forth, a lot of fun. Uh, but we'll break all the game down. Well, like I said, we do have Gavin here as well. Uh, tonight, though, as we have to, I know people might not want to hear it, but we got to start off with the good. And the good tonight, uh, we're going to go with the captain, Connor McDavid. Uh, two goals in this one, uh, both on the power play. He started the scoring. He finished it. Uh, he was flying around there. We saw him make a big defensive play at the end there. That could have uh, really been a game changer as well. Love to see him find a way to score one more. And I think there's going to be a few people that might jump into the chat and say, you want to see him shoot the puck rather than make those passes. Uh, but Connor McDavid, he's going to be the good tonight. He could be the good every night. He really can. He's uh, he's an absolute superstar. And, uh, you know, he, he comes out and he shows it tonight. Uh, feels feels a little bit eerily like game one, wasting an effort of Leon Dreisaitl and four goals there. Uh, Connor, you know, looking like a man possessed tonight, really, really just had it going. I've got the highlights running in the back right now, and here he is just absolutely smashing the team on that five on, or that five minute power play. Uh, you know, just just a, a special effort from McDavid, but uh, comes up short in a losing effort. Yeah, and um, I'm watching the highlights too, the big backtrack there on Carlson, uh, potentially saving a game. I mean, he's desperate. He's desperate. I think we're going to get a, another big performance on Sunday when it comes. Uh, we we had a few things we could have gone for with the bad here tonight. And uh, as I say, with the good comes the bad. The bad tonight, we are going to go with Colasar's hit. And this one fired me up. Uh, I was firing off angry tweets immediately because this is something that I think the NHL just does not take serious enough. And I don't know what it's going to take for them to do so. At one point uh, in our lifetime, they wanted to get away from the headshots. And we've seen that drastically go down. Uh, bunting for the Leafs throughout the chicken wing in the playoffs. Got a three-game suspension. Like, they don't mess around with that sort of stuff. Someone's going to break their neck. And right. that way, you know, Matthias Ekholm, he's trying to make a good play to avoid the contact. He's trying to spin off. And Kolasar sees numbers. He follows through. He drives him into the boards. The NHL is not going to suspend him because they will say 
misconduct, that's enough. He's, he served his time. It's not going to be a suspension. But of all the things to choose from, this is one that I wanted to put out there because I think it's trash. I think the NHL needs to look at it, and they need to take a few more steps to ensure this doesn't happen because someone's going to break their neck. And, then, and that's when the NHL will react. Well, and somebody has broken their neck. Literally in these playoffs, Andrew Cogliano <laughs> has had his neck broken, and we still are talking about this. It's 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 hilarious to me that, uh, you know, in a league where we're talking about protecting the players and removing elements like fights and big hits from the game, to have these hits where it's just that, like, I don't even, I don't, I don't look at that as like a, a super aggressive hit from Colsar, but it's just dirty and it's just unnecessary. And it's, and it's like the Petrolangelo slash it's, it's just absolutely unnecessary. It's not needed in the game. And like you said, and we keep, and I mean, you, you can throw out that trope as much as you want, but like, Gord, dang it. There is a guy playing in the playoffs right now that broke another dude's neck with this play. And, and we're still talking about this happening actively throughout the playoffs. Good point. Good point. I should say maybe they want to see a guy on the stretcher before they start to do it. Well, like where do we draw the line? Where does the line get drawn at this point? Uh, Kieran, shout out. Connor is just Gregor's mouthpiece. Oh, thank you for uh, tuning into the Gregor show and us here on Oilers Nation After Dark. Kieran, appreciate oh, no. it. As uh, Gil, like you, Cogliano uh, did break his neck. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a little bit uh, nasty. Uh, so big says talk about Eichel's reverse elbow on Bayarne. Uh, yeah, I mean there there was a lot of stuff in this one. It, it it's not just one sided. I mean the Oilers obviously a couple high sticks, not necessarily as dirty. But uh, the penalties were going back and forth in this one. Probably some missed calls as well. I'm sure we'll talk about the refs at some point here. Uh, but let's get to the oily in this one. And uh, the oily, 90 seconds. That's all it takes. And uh, for the Edmonton Oilers, it was tough. I, I think probably most people would agree that the penalty on Broberg, his second penalty, uh, a little questionable. Tight checking, get, gets in there. Eichel grabs the stick. The call from, comes from the ref at the red line, which I don't like. There's a ref standing right there, has a perfect sight of it, and doesn't call anything. I mean, to me, that kind of looks like a situation where you call one or you, or you call both or none, and the ref who had the best view didn't call anything. Um, the Matias Yanmarkai stick, obviously, that's black and white. That's going to be a penalty. Uh, but the LA Kings in a 90-second span, they score two power play goals, Mark Stone, then Riley Smith. And then right after Nicholas Hag with that kind of fluttering shot, that would be the end of Stuart Skinner's night. 90 seconds, and we had a, a totally different ball game. Felt felt eerily similar to the Vegas San Jose Sharks incident uh, from a couple of years ago when Pavelski took that that major against them, and and then San Jose just kind of rode that wave. And man, oh man, did that crowd seem to kind of upswell and then the power play just took it from there and and you know yeah i mean outside of that that 90 seconds it was it was even if not the oilers ice for most of the game and uh and yeah this team they just have that still in them and they did it during the regular season we saw it multiple times rear its ugly head just have that flash of just brain fart after brain fart after brain fart and oh no you're down in the scoreboard again uh Kato says why do officials so far away call penalties penalties when they can't see the whole play i don't know i mean i i honestly i don't get it like you you would think that going through a referee's mind would be like i i can't see i am 50 feet away there's a ref right there let's i'll trust my my teammate in this sense to make the call and they certainly didn't do that one so yeah that, that's frustrating for sure um well we, and that's just 
I mean, like, how do you have a dynamic between referees? Uh, they go back to the locker room after that. It's like, yeah, I didn't think that was a penalty right in front of me. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely knew it was a penalty 30, 40 feet away. What a weird conversation. And I mean, from his perspective, like the angle he had, it might have looked like a penalty. So, you know, that that's one thing maybe he thought he did. But, I mean, you could see Jack Campbell, veteran move, uh, you know, kind of brings on the physicality, grabs the stick, and – yeah, for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, just just bad luck following it up with a second penalty. Uh, another one we could have gone for for the bad here tonight. We we didn't go with it, but a problem for the Edmonton Oilers, uh, even strength. Uh, all their goals tonight coming on the power play. The Vegas Golden Knights score two goals at even strength. I mean, you can say what you want about referees, goaltending, whatever it is, but Dan, I think the Oilers, they got to be better five on five, four on four, whatever it is. Even strength play has to improve. 100% to be able to win to be able to win these games against these Vegas Golden Knights you can't just count on power plays happening uh you know i mean they got quote unquote lucky that Colasar even gave them the opportunity to get to get back into the game with that big major penalty otherwise uh you know we might not even talk be talking about a game where the Oilers were close in it so it's uh yeah it's a it's a problem that that this Oilers team is going to continue to need to be able to beat the other teams at five versus five. And the Vegas Golden Knights are no different. And especially with that, with the talent that they have in that lineup. Uh, looking at the chat here on YouTube uh, and even on Facebook, uh, you know, there, there's some back and forth here when it comes to the goaltending. And I know we had the poll, who would you start in game six? Uh, Maynard Nugent Spivey says Skinner was flopping and fighting pucks all night. I think the arena staff put Sudafed in his water bottle and uh, I mean, uh, yeah, not not great. And then uh, someone else here has said that you know it wasn't necessarily Stu. Uh, potentially, the guys in front of him. I think that might have been almost uh, just the pull. Let's try to get uh, the spark for the guys because just a real tough stretch there, and almost worked as a timeout there. Yes, uh, you yeah, know exactly. um, that that could have been it. The chat right now uh, on YouTube, at least, we've got a hundred votes. 69% nice going with Campbell 31 at Skinner. Wow. We'll, we'll see what uh Campbell or uh Jay Woodcroft does. Dan, uh what direction would you go in? I I've been I ever since I read Frank Cervelli's article on Daily Faceoff about this kind of this new this new NHL quandary with the with the you know regular season, you go back and forth between goalies all year. But then all of a sudden the playoff comes and we're like, no, we're with one workhorse the whole way. I, I've i always been a guy that just defers. you got to defer to your head coach. They're the only ones that's going to really know the magic sauce of what the goalies are. But i got to believe that this team goes back to Stewart again. You know, I, I think you pointed it out that that wasn't – that doesn't feel like a, you know, Stu's not having it game kind of – pull especially when you see Woody come to the come right to the to the gate there and, and talk to Stu as he's exiting the game. I, I just think that it was a, a message to the team that you have to be better and and for some reason this team gets W's in front of Jack Campbell. So sometimes that can work out for you. And it didn't this time, but but Jack was really good in, in relief and that's what he continues to do. And that's what you ask of Jack Campbell and and he's continues to give them exactly what they need from him. Uh, lots of messages coming in here on Facebook. Uh, Dustin says, got to stop taking stupid penalties. And David, just before that, had said that four-minute minor, major, minor, right after McDavid's goal hurt. Yeah, I mean, the Fogel high stick there. I mean, you're, st you're stick handling. You got to keep your stick down in that situation. It's just, it can't happen. You know, you can't have those types of mistakes. Uh, 
Billy on Facebook says neither play Campbell. Jennifer says Stu is making good saves until the bogus power play on Broberg. And Mark says this team's delusional. They put Skinner back in that. Uh, Gavin, why don't you join us here uh, on the screens here? Oh, that was quick. You were ready to hop in on this one. <laughs> hey, let's, hey, guys. Let's, hey, let, let's throw it your way. What do you think? Uh, where would you go on Sunday night, Sunday afternoon, whatever the game is? Yeah, I think I'm on the other side of the scale here. Like, I'd probably go to Jack Campbell, to be honest, just flat out. I know Stuart Skinner, it wasn't all on him tonight, but he just flat out has not been good enough in this series. And Jack Campbell has come in through this playoffs and has gotten the job done, so to speak. So it hurts me to say, because I'm a huge fan of Stuart Skinner. Obviously, he got us where we are now, but he just isn't good enough at this point. So I think you're right, Jack Campbell, here for game six. Uh, my Boston Pizza Fanalytics tonight, powered by the new menu at Boston pizza, the playoff menu. It, it's, I don't have good numbers, but Stewart's going to tonight, uh, eight, 18 save percentage, 18 of 22. Uh, when Jack Campbell came in nine saves on nine shots, I don't have to tell you the math on that one. That's perfect. Aiden Hill on the flip side, 31 to 34, a nine twelve save percentage. And, uh, you know, all those goals were on the power play, uh, mm -hmm. for the Edmonton Oilers. Like five on five has got to be better. Oilers were three for four on the power play. Vegas Golden Knights two for seven. So special teams obviously, uh, played a big role in this one. Um, yeah. I, Alberta boss says that it wasn't the goalies. Lynn just says that sucks. Maynard says Gavin knows. So uh, clearly someone's on your side on that one, Gavin. And uh, Liberty says if it's five on three, Campbell wouldn't do much better. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the two power play goals were, were momentum killers. You'd love for Stuart Skinner to make one of those saves. Unfortunately, it uh, just didn't happen on that occasion. And I thought it was interesting. I think it was, was it Akins talking about how they probably had the, the pre-scout there on stone on that goal. I mean, if he scouted that himself, then good on him. That, that was a bang, bang play, and he knew what to do. I want to give a quick shout-out to the people down at the Oilers Nation watch party at Greta. Uh, I mean, the game wasn't fun, but they are having a good time down there, and I know it's going to be a fun night, uh, drowning their sorrows in this one. And uh, as we tell people, if you want to go for a watch party, we're hoping there's a Game 7. I think there's going to be a there Game 7. There will be a Game 7. There will be a there Game 7. There will be a Game 7. There will be another Greta party. So book it now, gretabar.com slash book, or you can text 587-418-8507. And uh, this is where I always tell you there is the Nation Gear pop-up shop if you want to get the uh, oil up, oily up shirt. There's that one. There's also one with black in the uh, blue font. You can go to nationgear.ca if you want to check out uh, all the memorabilia, all the gear you want to get. I was actually looking at the, the shop today. There's lots of great stuff there. I got to get my sister a birthday present. So I'm going to be hitting up the nationgear.ca website. You can do so as well. And like we said. Mother's uh, Day too this weekend. So if ooh. you're still looking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. Gavin knows. Gavin shops. <laughs> Flowers, Oilers Nation merch. Ah, Oilers Nation merch it is. Flowers die. Oilers Nation gear is forever. Exactly. Um, what did you guys make of the timeout, or sorry, the challenge on the goal in the first period by Jay Woodcroft. Uh, full full disclosure, I was uh, doing the, our pregame show with TSN, so I was ripping home, and the broadcast crew, Bob and Jack, did not like it. Almost immediately were like, this is a bad challenge. You're not going to win this one, and then you're taking the penalty. Uh, Dan, what did you think about that challenge by Jay Woodcroft? I I get, I understand the sentiment that we were going to, that it was not going to go well, but like, Jack Eichel hit hit Stuart Skinner and so as a team I think you just have to you have to shoot your shot there and and hope that the referees are going to see it your way. Uh 
I mean, I, I give Eichel a ton of credit on the play. I think he did a, a really admirable job of a, in a situation where it could have just has been just as easy for him to kind of drag his foot through the blue paint. He even for that little second that he touched the blue paint, his toe pulls right back away. And so you got to give him full marks on that. He didn't take it. I don't blame the Oilers trying to get something there and trying to kind of stem the tide. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the issue is, is that you take that penalty right after. Uh, looking here, uh, Maynard says, dumb challenge. Adam, bad challenge. Scotty, he's going to be blocking all the trolls. I respect that. And Eric says, Woodcroft should have known better. Uh, Gavin, what did you think? Are you uh, are you riding with these guys? Yeah, like, of course. Like, there's a time and place when you're going to challenge a 50-50 play like that one was. If it's like a 3 nothing game and you just kind of like your last-ditch effort to stay in the hockey game, I get it. Challenge that. You give up a power play, no big deal. But that, that goal makes it 1-1. You it has to be better than 50-50 in my opinion. You're more so looking for like 80-20, most likely going to go your way. But in this one, I just didn't see it. Um, I kind of saw your tweet too, Connor. And obviously I was watching the feed here at home and it was one of those. I was like, I don't really think so. So I don't know. I didn't really agree with the challenge. Thank God they didn't score on the assuming power play. But still, I, I didn't really like that spot for Woody there. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. At that point in the game, it is so early. My thought is, you know, if, if, let it count. You know, don't go down on the penalty kill let your team bounce back into it they've shown they can put up points against Aiden Hill and score goals maybe maybe go from there but uh I mean they it's it's hard to doubt the track record right they've they've had a pretty good run when it comes to these usually you know they get those offsides uh Mitchell says you have to challenge that play because it potentially turns the momentum potentially yeah I mean you're also putting Vegas's power play out there if you don't get it correct though and um Hey, I mean that that's okay. They that wasn't the reason they lost the game. They had a two nope, one lead. Not even close. Uh, things went downhill, and uh, yeah, didn't work out. Obviously, uh, hey, you want to go down to Vegas? I mean, I, I think the best way to do so, if you want to go down to Vegas for Game Seven, book it through AMA Travel. Of course, uh, the Nation dudes have been heading down to Vegas, LA, having a good time. Uh, Jay baked milk in your M Chuck. Uh, of course, they use AMA Travel. That's how all their experiences are powered. Uh, they do it all too. Visit amatravel.ca slash stream. You can get a cruise, uh, vacation packages, guided vacations, coach tours, hotels, car rental attractions, tickets, currency, luggage, accessories, everything. Even if you need like a, a driver's license, I, you know, I'll just throw it out there. AMA does it all. So uh, check out amatravel.ca slash dream. Um, <laughs> so Chris says Skinner isn't playoff material. I mean, I, I feel like we've kind of debunked that one. Mm-hmm. To, put, to put it on Skinner, two power play goals against, I don't know. Like, you'd love to see him make that save, and there's been ups and downs. But remember, he's still a rookie. Uh, goalies take a long time. Like, Stuart Skinner, I think, is ahead of where we thought he would be. This this was supposed to be Jack Campbell's team. Jack Campbell was supposed to be the guy this year, probably next year, and maybe even into year three of his five-year deal as the main man for the Edmonton Oilers. And Stuart Skinner was the guy who got them here. He was the starting goalie when they got hot. And I, I don't think we want to write him off right now. Um, give him some more time, but uh, we'll see what happens going into this one. Uh, Liberty says Oilers dumb penalties killed themselves. Uh, I don't know, Dan. I mean, the high sticking, I think we'll probably agree. Pretty bad. Got to be better. I mean, both like both Janmark and uh, and Fogel, they're just those are just plays where it's just careless yeah. with the stick, and you you can't do that. And uh, you know, it's it's uh, I don't know. It, I'm this this team this team kind of plays with fire when it when it gets into those situations, and 
I don't know. It 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 like it's almost it just continues to snowball with them, and they keep making those stupid mm-hmm. stupid little plays. And that Fogel one, just you could feel it watching him in the in the penalty box there, just uh, just making that one sink in because that was four minutes of uh, four minutes of time where it felt like this team was really starting to build something, and and it just got stymied. Well, Chris says, so frustrating. Owen says, boys got too comfy with a one-goal lead. Yeah, you can never get too comfortable without that one. Yeah. And he says, can't score where they're shooting from. Yeah, I thought the shooting selection wasn't great. Also, I mean, I think the hits were 24-24, 21-21, yeah, something like that. Yep. Uh, Gavin, did you think the Oilers were overly physical? Because, you know, earlier this week when they were winning games, it looked like they were hitting everything that moved, like really being the aggressor. And tonight, I didn't see that. No, like if we're comparing it to game four, it's it's nine-day difference here, Connor. Like, like you just said, the, the hits were tied 24-24, and I believe in game four we had 15 more hits in the Vegas Golden Knights, so not even close to it as physical as we were here in game four. Dan, I mean, wh- what do you think the reason is for that? I mean, the recipe was there for victory, and we've talked about it. It's been in the chat like crazy. Well, why can't they play good back-to-back nights? I think part of it is obviously we're playing a good team in Vegas, but also – I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like they the mentality wasn't there. They weren't as aggressive as they were last game. Yeah, it's it's weird and it's and it's guys like it's guys like for me like Evander Kane who was really non-existent tonight uh in that in that element of of the physicality. I think that I think that our defense was maybe noticeably less physical tonight just because there was less of them to go around. Uh, everybody had everybody had a little bit more time that they knew that they had to log. Uh, so maybe there's an element there. But yeah, I, I mean, I said it after the game, after game three, where it was just that was just a bin it game for me. You know, you throw that in the trash bin and you move on. Uh, I think that I think that Vegas is just a really good adjustments team. I think that they, I think that they, they play really well to to kind of change it up. That we saw in game three, I guess it was, where they were going high glove all the time, and I don't think they shot one shot high glove. Maybe the maybe the shot from Hague was was technically high glove, but but it wasn't really going there as much this game. So you know, I, I just think that Vegas is a really good adjustment team, and they're a good team, and they're going to change it up on the Oilers, and the Oilers have to adjust more or they have to be able to force their own kind of style of game again. Okay, guys, I'm, g- I'm going to go here. And it's it's starting to leak into the chat. And this is kind of where I wanted to go when I talked about maybe not playing more physical. Yeah. Maybe they're missing a guy who plays 25 minutes and plays a nasty game out there. And now I'm seeing it. Nurse would have provided 25 hits. That's from So Baked. Squishy for breakfast. only played three minutes today, too. Yeah, yeah. Squishy Sorry, for breakfast. Costin only played like three minutes and 30 seconds tonight. Yep. Yeah, Costin's official time was 3.30, Yanmark 4.56, Bukestad 9.12, and Fogel 9.22. Everyone else got over 10 minutes. Uh, Fogel, a couple hits in that one. But I want to – we'll ask you first, Dan. But uh, everyone in the chat, Facebook, YouTube, we're all friends here. How much did the Oilers miss Darnell Nurse? Let us know. I I think it's it's, it's hard for any team to give up your top defenseman – or, you know, one of your top defensemen. Uh, but for this team, we've seen it every time he's out of the lineup. There is just a certain je ne sais quoi that is missing from this team. Uh, people love and love and hate Darnell for the number that is next to his contract, which is not his fault, nor, you know, the organization's fault yeah. in the sense that it just is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you definitely, you see it in a game like that when, 
the emotional lead isn't necessarily there. You know, that, that excitability isn't always there from a Connor and a Leon where a Darnell is that, uh, that character. How would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study? People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Gavin, what did you think? Uh, obviously the physicality. Did they, you think they noticed mm-hmm. it or missed him out there on the PK as well? Oh, for sure. Like, and I was just going to say too, it's so hard to make up Darnell Nurse. What what does he play 25 minutes a night? So it's so hard to make that up by, by itself. And like I said, on the penalty kill, so yeah, like all areas of our game struggle tonight without Darnell Nurse in our lineup. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, thank thankfully he will be back on Sunday, as will Alex Petrangelo. Um, a lot of people here saying yeah, Nurse was massively missed. I want to get to this one. Uh, Indiana Jones says refs have babied the oil all year, and they had the most power plays in the Western Conference. Okay. That, okay. Well, you know what? Maybe, <laughs> but. When you have Connor McDavid, that I could make a case that there was probably more missed calls against Connor McDavid than there was anyone else in the NHL. Like if you were to call it down the line by the rule book, there's probably three or four a game that don't go Connor McDavid's way. So yeah, they they maybe they get a lot of power plays, but I would say for the most part, uh, they're earned. The Oilers do a good job of moving their feet yeah. a lot of times. They have their lapses, but for a lot of times, uh, the power plays they get are pretty well earned. I would question that person to say, well, does that mean the Vegas Golden Knights were babied because they had the least amount of penalties called for them? Maybe. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're disciplined, but maybe they're babied. Maybe, you know. It's it's an endless battle. We can never win that argument. You just can't win it. You can't win and lose it. 
Yeah, I mean, that's it. You you can say, hey, maybe the refs love Vegas, but maybe over the stretch of an 82-game season, they're just disciplined, and they play that that style of hockey. But 100%. You know, who knows? Who knows? I wanted to look that one up here quickly. Who's drawn the most penalties? Michael Bunting, Rasmus Dahlin. <laughs> Connor McDavid. Ooh, I got to scroll down pretty far to find him, which is interesting because, I mean, there's a lot of hooking and grabbing when he's ripping past people. But uh, we shall see. Okay, Joseph says, go Knights, go. Eli, good riddance Oilers. I wonder if we got some Vegas fans coming into the chat. Welcome to the chat, Vegas. Welcome, Vegas. You got a great town, a lot of fun, and a good hockey team. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Come back after game six. Join the chat. Maybe you can troll or maybe we'll – Fans will troll you, but yes. come back after game six on Sunday. Like, and like our friend Angel, who's still coming back to this day. Yeah, Angel the Kings fan. Shout out. Continually joining us here in the Oilers Nation After Dark, brought to you by Boston Pizza and the new playoff menu presented by Fanalytics. Um, another great spot. If you want to grab a bite to eat Oodle Noodle in town here and uh, a little perk with that, you go get your noodles. And if you're at a location in Edmonton or surrounding area, you can pick up a free Oilers Nation sticker throw it on the vehicle, show everyone you're a citizen. You'll fit right in because in Edmonton, if you don't have a car flag or an Oilers Nation sticker, what are you doing at this point? Uh, fit in, go get some noodles, win-win situation right there. And uh, also a quick shout-out to a Wilhock Beef Jerky, Alberta's Best Beef Jerky. You can find them at one of their three locations, West Edmonton Mall, Leduc, or Spruce Grove. Find them more at wilhockbeefjerky.com. Okay, uh, I just want to go back into the chat here. Um Someone says CC was fine. Yeah, Cody CC. I thought looked good at the the times he was out there. Uh, Nuge invisible. Dan uh, Nuge did have two assists, I believe, tonight. The power play emergence striking again. But uh, you know, <laughs> after getting back on track with a goal, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Obviously, for this game, he was away from McDavid and Drysaddle, so you know, not getting to kind of play with those guys, the top end talent on this team. But what did you make of Ryan Nugent Hopkins tonight? I. I don't mind his game. I haven't minded his game the whole playoffs, really. Like I, I haven't felt like a game has hinged on his his participation here or not. You know, whether he's scoring goals or not. I, I don't. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't enjoy the the. I think he was on the ice for that uh, that stretch of about two minutes there, with four minutes left to go, where the the Knights hemmed us in. Uh, it was Hyman Yamo and and himself uh, there, but otherwise, I, I wouldn't say he was. I wouldn't say he was non-existent. I wouldn't say he was a superstar. He was just. He was just the Nuge, and I don't like. I I guess. I guess I understand like people want to see goals every night kind of thing, but it just doesn't happen. Like, I mean, Matthew Kachuk ended the Leafs season without a goal on the board. I believe mm -hmm. like, yep. it, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, it doesn't always have to be on the scoreboard for it to be matter and for it to matter to the team. Was uh, at the end of the game, there was that Nuge Hyman and Yamamoto that were kind of pinned in their own end there for, yeah. Felt like an eternity. Like yeah, I mean, it was like two minutes, almost two minutes. At least two four minutes. left to go. Yeah, like it was. I mean, credit to Vegas. After about a minute, I mean, those oh. guys had nothing left. I they just didn't do anything. Crazy there. It was like ice it, do whatever you have to do. But uh, yeah, they they really ran the Oilers show for that little stretch there. Uh, Mitchell says, I still think Dayarnay out and put Nemo in. I believe that was supposed to be Marcus Nemo line in. When's uh, last time Nemo played January? January. I don't know if you're bringing him for, for elimination game here in game six. I don't know. And he played under 10 minutes. 
I just think the ship has sailed on sitting Deharnay for any time in the playoffs anymore. You've made a decision yeah. as an organization that you're you've put him through some stuff where he was working through some yips and uh, and he had some yaps for it. But I think he's come out the other side of that. I I don't I don't look at him as as any more of a liability than anybody else on the team right now. So yeah, fourteen forty play tonight. He led the team in penalty kill minutes. Granted, two seconds more than Ekholm. Um, <laughs> Matt, Matthias Ekholm was great tonight, I thought. You know, yeah. obviously he takes that disgusting hit from behind, but, uh, man, he, he's so calm, cool, and collected when the puck's on his stick. It seems like he just always makes the right play. Uh, yeah, a gutsy effort from Ekholm in that one for sure. Uh, Frank says, Yamel had time to clear it up the boards, and what do you do? Gave it up. Uh, maybe fatigue plays a factor in that one. Uh, Frank also says 24 hits tonight, not enough. Yeah, we touched on that already. Sure. Definitely not, not a physical. Caden uh, asks, why was the Fogel a double minor? That's because there was blood. Because anytime, he put his stick into the guy's lip. Yeah, anytime there's blood, <laughs> that's the rule. It's a weird rule because you could get lightly scraped and there's blood and you could be oh, whacked really hard and it wouldn't bleed. So it's. I've always said I, I, you, you're not committed to the bit if you don't get high-sticked and then you bite your cheek real yeah, yeah. Bite your lip, bite your lip. Like, honestly. Well, WWE, put a tack out or something. But I will say that. It was hilarious that Hutton felt like he had to like show the fact that his lip had like a <laughs> slice in it to be able to prove it because it almost looked like it was a trickle out of his nose, but it was 100% a lip cut. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was something, and then it was like, oh, okay, maybe it's not bleeding. That's good. <laughs> oh, no, there, there's the blood. Uh, Caden right. also asks, do you think Colasar will get suspended? I don't think so. I think the no, NHL is going to so. say, got him his conduct. That's enough, even though I think enough it's a garbage enough. play. Yeah, exactly. Dan, yeah. any reason to think otherwise? If Petrolangelo gets one game, I think you have to cut a limb off. Yeah, for almost taking Dry Saddle's arm off. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Kolesar will get will get a game for that. Not even close. Not with this department of player safety. Okay, so what we're learning here, Maynard says the Oilers broadcast team says Campbell. Uh, looks like there's a lot of people that want to go with Campbell. Uh, we shall see. Someone said that's a chance for him to earn that or inherit that five million dollars starting position. We'll see. Jack Campbell. I mean, he's. In the playoffs, he's kept them in games, but mm-hmm. man, during the regular season, there was some shaky moments with old yeah, suit there. And what we know with Woodcroft is he's gonna he's gonna hold it pretty close to his chest, so we're not really gonna know here for a while, I don't think. Or at least uh like a couple days here. Oh yeah, we'll see who comes out over the boards. I think that's kind of the classic yeah, exactly. line for, for him. Uh he's like a football coach, he's not gonna tell you he's starting quarterback no. wait a little bit. Oh, hundred percent. Uh Yanmark penalty was a head scratcher. I mean, it was it was the right call. I maybe just the yeah. timing is a frustrating one, but it, it was unlucky for sure. But it, it was a penalty in hindsight. <laughs> uh, we got two hundred people in here right now, so uh, make sure you hit that like button. That that helps us out. Facebook and YouTube, uh, share it if you'd like. You know, if you're on Twitter, give us a like and a retweet. Make sure you follow Oilers Nation across all the social media platforms. Uh, unbelievable content at OilersNation.com, and then TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, there might be more, but those are the ones that I know of. So, uh, yeah, make sure you give a like, a follow, a subscription to all the Oilers Nation platforms. Uh, Mitchell says, isn't the director of player safety a goon? You know, George Barros. Yeah, yeah, he hit the head uh, one one too many he's times. Not, that, he's that not a goon. current goon. He's a former goon. <laughs> yeah. And an Ivy League school graduate at that. <laughs> Is that right? so, uh, oh, I didn't know that. George Paros. I want to say Harvard, but uh, that Princeton. Could just... Princeton. Princeton, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> That's Man. why Liam made Princeton his cold performer of the week this week on OMA. 
<laughs> what a life, eh? I wonder how we. I want to check his hockey DB just to see what George Peros did at Princeton. Like he fighter in the NHL at Princeton. I had a 13 goal season. Okay. See, like I've heard, I've I've only heard bad things about George Peros. And of course, as you do about any director of player safety, but I've heard that he, the guy spends a lot of time on Twitter, which is a little nerve wracking to hear that your department of player safety is making decisions based off what he reads on Twitter. But uh, there you go. That's, that's something that I've heard from that guy. Yeah. The, the most frustrating part about the whole Petrangelo and Darnell nurse suspensions were you knew it was going to happen. It was just so yep. convenient for the NHL to say, well, one game each. Yeah. It's a trade off and we'll just call it a day. I get you. Everyone knew it was coming. So yeah, uh, that was pretty tough. Uh, Curtis says, yeah, the nose leaked pretty bad. Easy on the photo high stick. Absolutely. Yeah. Mark says Vegas is an Oilers head. See, I don't know. Cause one game, it looks like the Oilers could rattle off too straight. And then it looks like the next game that Vegas could do. So it's just been so back and forth in this one. And the Oilers, like we said, it was our oily tonight, 90 seconds, 90 seconds of weird penalties, bad penalties. And you know, not the best hockey, I suppose, but that was it. You know, if, if they don't have those 90 seconds, who knows? Maybe they get that next goal. They take a 3-1 lead. And we're coming back to Edmonton talking about how Sunday it could end in the Oilers' favor. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. And Mitchell says, we had that game. We lost momentum on the Broberg call. I don't know. I still think when it was 2-1, the Oilers, they had to dig deep and get some uh, get something going there, find some sort of intensity. But uh, well, I mean, you can't. You can't have four shots in the second period up until the last what three minutes of that period. So I mean, it's yeah, yes, Vegas got their momentum from the referees, but you got to go and earn your own momentum too as a team. Well, and this isn't just like the first game all series. We lost momentum either, guys. Like like we scored first in every game this series too. So yeah. it's just it, it, it's a it, it's an ever occurring thing now throughout the first five games here of the series. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Squishies <laughs> for breakfast says Lucic will be the next head of player safety. That would be interesting. He's, <laughs> oh, not a, he's not an Ivy Leaguer. He played in the dub, so I don't I don't know what that one. Yeah, Vancouver oh, Giants. Yeah, I have a buddy who fought him. We have to talk about it. Uh, someone said, Wade says you can't blame folks for that one. I, he was kind of like dangling. I think you, you can. Keep your stick. You have to. You have to blame a guy because you got to keep your stick in control at all times. Yeah. Just, yeah. Like I said, it's just it's unlucky too. Like mm -hmm. stick road. Yeah. Could have caught it's him in the like, chin with no blood, but where he hit like him, stick yeah. ramping up the other guy's stick. It's a one-handed mm -hmm. slash that shouldn't really go up there, but you put your stick into that position, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I just want to check in here quickly see if we got any comments coming out of the Oilers locker room after this one. Woodcroft said the Oilers deserved all their penalties except for Broberg's second infraction. Uh, that segment in the second period hobbled us. I think that would be the 90-second span we talked about. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's from Daniel Nugent Bowman of The Athletic getting us those comments. Still waiting to see. Have you guys heard anything about the start time for this one? No. No, I just I checked, heard. too. Connor, yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. Wild to me. from my sources. Wild to me the NHL doesn't uh, – get ahead of that stuff and you know probably could have put the oilers game knowing there's a game six probably could have gave them a start time uh but oh well we shall see what happens with that one i'll say probably five o'clock six o'clock maybe yeah. eight o'clock maybe two o'clock who knows <laughs> could be at any time with that one um 
One more time here. Uh, Wilhock beef jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky. They'll take orders of any size, only the finest tasting meats that are in the Wilhock name. Find out more at wilhockbeefjerky.com. Uh, Dan, anything else uh, you want to get to before we wrap up on the show tonight? Well, do you have any delicious Wilhock beef jerky for me? Um, no, but I do, oh. I do have three locations in West Edmonton Mall, Leduc or Spruce Grove, if you want to go check them out. Ah, there well. You go. That was uh, that was I that was off the cuff. I really uh, I really enjoyed coming on the show, uh, and I think that this is going to be seven game series. So we'll go Oilers. So Dan, how we wrap this up here for Betway? You know, you want to have some fun with Betway? How do you take in the over tonight? Was it six and a half, Gavin? Do you know what the yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, so and a half, yeah, you would have got the over tonight with Betway uh, nineteen plus. Bet responsibly if you're going to do so. What we like to do is a one prop bet, so goal score, over, under, whatever it might be, and a prediction for the next game. So game six will be in Edmonton. Uh, it's going to be uh, a rowdy crowd for sure, Dan. Let's get a score prediction and one uh, betway pick. My score prediction is going to be five to nothing, Edmonton Oilers. Big win. Just Ooh. snuff them out right from start to finish. Uh, if I'm going to make a prop bet, I would say – Darnell Nurse, three shots or more from, from – I think he's going to be shooting from the – I'm guessing that would be the line that he would be at, something close to that. I would say over on Darnell Nurse shots. All right, I like it. We don't. No one usually goes shots, so I like that one, no, actually. That's different. I like it. Gavin, what are you thinking? Yeah, I don't know if my heart could take it, but I'm going to go Edmonton Oilers overtime victory, 3-2, to two, and I'm going to do uh, Nuge anytime goal scorer. All right. Okay. Uh, Jane says her Shaw Direct show is six o'clock on Sunday, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that one. Whoa. Uh, First information. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say just like last year in this type of situation, Evander Kane has a big game. So I'm gonna say, okay. uh, let's go wild. Big payout. Two goals from Evander Kane going to the net. Wow. Maybe it's tap-ins, but going to the net, making big goals, making plays, and that comes in an Oilers 5-2 win with an empty netter. So that's what I'm going to say. Kane, two goals. Uh, let us know. Get those uh, messages in here. What do you think? Prediction. Mitchell says 4-1 and Fogel scores. That would be nice. Fogel goal. Dry saddle Hattie. I like it. Dry saddle. Ryan McLeod getting a goal would be nice. You know, take one of those. Uh, we've got game six is going to be four, three Oilers. Uh, so baked is two stone to talk. Four, three Oilers. <laughs> Seven, four Oilers, dry sidle Hattie, four, three Oilers. Oilers get scored on three times in the first 10 minutes. And McDavid rages out, scores three, and then dry gets the <laughs> OT winner. I like it. Post game. Post game would be a lot of fun, but that would be a very frustrating start to the game. Uh, Keys says game six, full 60, force the four check, hit everything that moves, and you'll keep Vegas from cycling in our zone. Great game plan. <laughs> Got to see him do it. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to just follow this chat here. It's going crazy. We got some we got some animosity building up, I think, between some Oilers and Vegas fans in this one. Uh, on Facebook, Alicia says Eat Town 4-2 oil. McDavid dry echo him with an assist. Mark says. Kaner was absent tonight. Ballsy prediction. He's going to bounce back. It's, it's what he does. He's going to take a run at Petrangelo a few times to get into the game. And he'll be fired up. Uh, Jane says, our guys need to play like game five, more disciplined, better urgency and chemistry. 
Totally agree. Let's hope, let's hope that message is delivered. Uh, you know what? I, I kind of thought this at the start of the year. The Oilers set the bar last year going to the Western Conference Final. With this team, I think if they don't get back there this season as a whole, I, I don't want to be like uh, Jonathan Tinkupo and like say it's a failure to have people tell me it's not, but it would be a letdown. So uh, I think you're going to get a, a very motivated McDavid and dry settle in this one. Uh, God, you need some depth scoring from a lot of guys, but it's going to be a fun one on Sunday night as Vegas looks to wrap it up. Uh, that's going to do it for us here on Oilers Nation After Dark. Of course, we got to give a big thank you to our sponsor, Boston Pizza, and the playoff menu powered by Fanalytics. Uh, they've got some great stuff there, the winged ribs, the garlic parmesan fries. They've got the pizza flights. That's three six-inch pizzas. Sounds amazing right now in the triple play, the Bandera bread, tie bites, and cactus cut potatoes. Check them out, Boston Pizza. There's one everywhere. Go uh, go there for lunch if you want. Also, Oodle Noodle. You can check out the Oodle Noodle, get some noodles and a sticker. We've got uh, the Oilers Watch Party Game 7. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, you can book your spot at gretabar.com slash book. Also, Nation Gear, if you want to make sure you go get a shirt like this one, maybe you want a hat like Dan. Uh, Gavin, you got the hoodie on there, right? Yep. Go check out nationgear.ca. You can get a nice uh, nice look there. If you want to travel, AMA Travel. Uh, amatravel.ca slash dream is the website I want to send you to. And then, of course, Cornerstone Insurance Brokers, Edmonton's premier boutique insurance brokerage. Check them out, cornerstoneins.ca slash nation. You can get a nice little uh, discount there, an exclusive rate. When you use the code word nation, Will Hawk Beef Jerky, Betway, 19 plus, bet responsibly. I think we got it all in there. Uh, for Dan, for Gavin, and everyone in Oilers Nation, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We will talk to you on Sunday after the Oilers force a game seven. Have a good night, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.